0: What's up? It's Andrea. Today, the captain and Wesley take a very uncomfortable work trip. Jordi gets ab blasted 2,000. And we ask the question, can we go back to the Q Who episode? Stay tuned. Welcome to the TNG podcast, the number one
1: place in the Alpha Quadrant to geek out about all things Star Trek The Next Generation. I'm your co-host,
0: Sharice. Hey, I'm your co host, Andrea. Sharice, today we are talking season two, episode 17, entitled Samaritan Snare. This episode was written by Robert McCulloch and Les Landau. Now, I just kind of did a mishmash of what's happening for my plot <laughs> this week. It is star date 42779.1. Captain Picard has an artificial heart. I knew he didn't have a real heart. <laughs> <laughs> goes for emergency surgery, and takes the most uncomfortable trip with Wesley to get there. Meanwhile, Jordy is taken hostage by a group of aliens called the Paclids, who harvest information and technology from other species. So that's kind of where everything, like the meat of our entire episode mm-hmm. happens right there. Do you have any initial thoughts on this episode, Charisse? Yeah,
1: My first thought actually was, I don't remember this episode at all. Like I have no recollection of this episode ever existing. And I thought as I get into the episode, something's going to be familiar and I'm going to be like, oh yeah, but no, that didn't happen.
0: (laughs) So it was like watching a totally new episode for you.
1: It was, and it was not great. (laughs) It It was just not a great episode. I was just like, oof, but it was not as bad as season one. So I will say that.
0: That's okay there you now you got me there that is true. See I'm always delighted when I like rewatch a show that I love and I have seen every episode and like know every episode inside and out and then I find an episode and I'm like wait I don't remember this one and it's like yay something like a new episode mm-hmm. kind of but if it sucks and it's like oh <laughs> yeah,
1: it's like it's like finding money in your pants when you take them out of the dryer and you're like oh my gosh there was money in here but it's like a canadian dime and you're like that's great but you can't actually use that
0: in America. So, Hey, okay. (laughs) This, this leads me to a very tangential question. What do you do when you find like foreign money in your pocket? Because I I end up. Do you? I clearly, I got it from someone. I
1: got it (laughs) at some store or something. I thought it was a dime. Other people think it's a dime. I think that's like the heart of money and tender is like that. Right. So,
0: yeah, (laughs) see, I, Whenever I find like my husband and I went to um, the UK a couple of years ago and every once in a blue moon, I'll find like a, a whatever, like some coin mm-hmm. that's from like England. And I'm always like, you shouldn't throw money away. Like it's worth something. But I'm like, when the hell am I ever going to go when oh, I'm not going to go to a foreign exchange place to, to turn in like. 12 cents worth. Yeah. Of and like, they won't so, give
1: you the money back because they'll charge yeah. you like 10% on it. it <laughs>
0: exactly. Sense. So then I end up just like throwing it away. <laughs> I'm like, I know this is bad, but I mean, what am I going to do with this? It's, yeah. it's sitting yeah. here in my change jar, seriously collecting dust. But anyway, okay. Glad yep. we got that settled. <laughs> we am
1: probably going to cut all that out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: or, not. <laughs> or
1: not. All right. So here's,
0: <laughs> all right. So here's where our episode kicks off. Wesley is headed to Starbase 515 for his Starfleet Academy entrance exams. Um, And I love that that's a little bit of a callback to um, the episode in season one where he takes that test against Mm -hmm. those other three like prodigy young Starfleet aged aliens. Mm -hmm. And he comes in like a close second. I don't remember the name of the episode, but I do love that. It's like, oh, it's that it's almost like that time of the year again for Starfleet Mm -hmm. Academy entrance exams to roll around. And I thought that was kind of cute. Um, meanwhile, over in sick bay, Captain Picard is stamping his feet about having to have a medical procedure and Pulaski's like, I am ordering you to go to Starbase 515 and get this procedure done. Like you've put it off too long and now like things can be fatal if you don't get it taken care of. Mm -hmm. And I, and I think it's hilarious that Picard is like kind of doing the, like, I won't, I won't. It's like, mm-hmm. oh God, you know, my first thought was like, oh, such a man, Like just go get the procedure done. Like, that's that's <laughs> what, what I thought. But a total
1: tantrum. And I was like, that seems so unlike Picard. Although there is a theme, at least with Picard and then with Janeway and Voyager, I, I don't know about Kirk or the other captains, but there is this theme of like not wanting to ever get medical care. They are always like work until they literally pass out as if that's some kind of badge of honor yeah, it's a horrible decision. It's a, it's And it's not great leadership either. And I'm totally guilty of doing the same thing. And like, but I see it as a teacher with my students, like when I work them the way I work myself and I'm like, mm-hmm. Ooh, this is not working. Like they're not, they're not hanging in there the way that I do. It's not a good look. So <laughs> I have to kind of adjust my own style. But anyways, um, he's totally throwing a tantrum. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to, and you can't make me. And Pulaski's like, oh, yes, I can. And he's like, well, Chief fine medical then. officer. Yep. I, I am Storms ordering out. you right now. So it's like, fine, <laughs> I'll go. And you're like, dude, you could literally die. Just get the procedure,
0: man. You know, whenever people wear these like toxic things, like a badge of honor, I always just want to be like, how's that? How's that going for you? You know, where they're like, I'm going to work until I die on the job. and It's like, ooh. Oof! Past. Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. You know, it's like I'm refusing medical care. Really? Okay. Well, uh, <laughs> again, how's that going for you? Idiot. Like just go to the doctor. Oh my God. Just go to the doctor. The takeaway message from today's podcast is just go to the doctor. Yes. You that's one it. takeaway
1: message. I have a feeling we're going to have a couple more, <laughs> but so we get to, um, there's this part where, uh, Picard is in his ready room, kind of like packing for his trip, begrudgingly, Mm -hmm. And he comes out of this back room behind where the fish tank is with some books. And I was like, wait a minute. He's got a library in his ready room? Why have
0: we never seen this before? Number one, we know Picard is a baller, okay? We know he's got like first edition of the like, Mm -hmm. just everything. Yes, first edition, everything, dating back from, you know, 385 years ago or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I love that he doesn't, bring it all like on a pad, the way that like my husband is a huge bookworm. So he has a Kindle so he can keep his like 50 million books, like on his one Kindle and mm-hmm. you don't have to like take it on a long, you know, take five books on a long flight. Mm-hmm. But I thought, yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, I want to see what's behind there. There's probably like a number of tea sets and first edition books. Like that's, that's what I'm picturing. <laughs> you know, I never thought about that.
1: Neither the tea sets nor the, nor the fact that, um, He's using physical books and he always reads physical books and he never reads Mm -hmm. the pads when it comes to books, unless it's like something going on with the plot. (laughs) So yeah, I I didn't think about that. The fact that he always reads physical books and he doesn't read on a pad and I'm Mm -hmm. kind of like your husband as well. I read a lot on digital devices just because I don't want to carry around all the books and I read so much that it gets really ridiculous. Like him packing multiple books. Notice he didn't pack anything
0: else for his trip. By the way, no clothes, no nothing. (laughs) It's a stack of books. It's a six hour trip to Starbase 515, and he's brought four books (laughs) that are like 850 pages a pop. Right. So, okay, so you are you are more of a Kindle reader. I have tried and failed to get into Kindles. I like the smell of the book. I like turning the pages. Like to me, I feel like it's a little bit more romantic. In a way, you know, and I feel that with Picard too. Otherwise he would just, he's reading for the pleasure of reading, not for the like information mm -hmm. intake of the, of reading. You know what I mean? Like he, he'll, he'll do information intake on a pad, but he will read on like his, his like smelly old parchment books, which like, Mm -hmm. you know, he just like loves the smell. Anyway, just, just before that though, Picard tells Wesley that he'll be accompanying him on the trip to Starbase. Five one five, And I was like, oh, my God, that you have this long road trip with a boss you want to impress, but who also doesn't like you (laughs) (laughs) like it just gave me so much anxiety right off the bat. I was like, oh, I I would not do well. We see the
1: comeback of Sonia Gomez um, walking with Jordy to give some Mm -hmm. um, kind of some advice as as about whatever, you know, like when when he's like and I don't know if this is right this second or if it's a few scenes later, but. Where um, Wesley's just like, "Uh, Picard's coming with me. It's going to be weird. I'm feeling weird about it. And Sonia's just like, it'll be wonderful. Talk about literature, talk about archaeology and all these things. And it's like, that is really helpful. Like, yes. Um, And he's still 16 at this point. It just like, I don't know how much he knows about art and literature and all this stuff. I mean, he is a boy genius. So maybe, but let's all face (laughs) it, this is going to be an awkward six hours. Oh, and an awkward six hours back.
0: Yes. Yes. Um, exactly. And we haven't gotten there yet, but Wesley tries to take Sonia Gomez's advice and does it really badly. <laughs> <laughs> at the beginning. And it's, I'm like, Wesley, no, let me just look away. God damn it. This is so uncomfortable. Anyway. So, oh, I do have a little continuity catch and I was kind of proud of myself for this one. On the bridge, Wesley said he was heading to Shuttle Bay 2 to get the shuttlecraft ready. But as they board the shuttlecraft and prepare for takeoff, there's a giant three on the floor of the shuttle bay. I was like, oh, uh oh, they filmed in Shuttle Bay 3 instead of Shuttle Bay 2. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, "Is that a, that's a three. Okay. Mm-hmm, yep. They messed it up. <laughs> that's why you never no. use Shuttle Bay 3.
1: You never that's do right. it. It's <laughs> not going to match with the writing. You never do it.
0: You know what we really should have seen is a deleted scene of Wesley being like, Where are you? And Picard's like, where are you? Like, I'm in the shuttle bay. Like, what shuttle bay are you in? I'm in shuttle bay. Oh. Oh, I'm in I'm in three. I'll be right there. I'm really sorry. <laughs> I'm by the entrance. I'm by the entrance. That's what that would have been like. Uh-huh. I, yeah. <laughs> I would yeah. have loved to have seen that. Anyway. All right. So so they take off and the enterprise detects a distress signal and they head over to help. Um And the ship is called the Mondor, and it's crewed by this new alien race called the Paclids. And I was really excited that we got to see a new alien race, which, by the way, their alien makeup was so incredibly cool and, like, so unique Mm -hmm. that um, in later episodes and seasons, even into, like, I think Deep Space Nine... You see Paclids like walking around in the background and you can recognize them because of those like crazy, sad eyebrows. Mm -hmm. And so I did I did a little deep dive um, on the creation of the alien look. Mm -hmm. And initially there was no clear idea of what the Paclids should look like other than they should just like appear as harmless as possible so that they can get away with this ruse that they have. So with that in mind, they only hired. And this was their word, portly actors, to give the impression of like Tweedledum and Tweedledee from Lewis Carroll's Through the Mm -hmm. Looking Glass. That's like, that was their basis. Well,
1: yay for portly actors getting some work in Hollywood.
0: Yep. Thank you. So then, makeup supervisor Michael Westmore created these like prosthetics all over the actors intending them to make intending to like try to make them look whimsical and the final thing they added were those eyebrows as westmore wanted them to look permanently sad so he kind of wanted them to look just like sad and stupid yeah <laughs> Yeah. And, and they did an amazing job and those actors did such an incredible job of like conveying this kind of like, we need to go fast, you know, just very like simple kind mm-hmm. of slow, um, alien race. That totally was really, harmless. really, really neat.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Totally harmless. Totally harmless. So what
1: I liked about the paclids when they saw the ship, what I thought was really cool and like such a step up was when they got onto the view screen. You could see all inside of the Packlet Bridge or whatever part of the ship that was. Mm-hmm. You could see mm-hmm. even the um, other crew members working in the background. And I was just like, wow, they have come so far from that stupid white <laughs> screen with the Ferengi ship back in season one, where it's just a super close up where you can see into the Ferengi's nostrils and yeah. it's just all white in the background. And you're like, where is this person? Like. <laughs> what, where's the ship? Where's the chair? Where are you? The, are you hailing something? me from heaven? Like, yeah. where are you? Yeah. yeah. So I just thought, wow, okay. they've come really far. Cause this looks super detailed and I really liked it. It made it feel more real.
0: Oh, I couldn't agree more. I, I loved it. I loved that. They all sort of had kind of a uniform as well, even though the uniform was tough to tell sort of what it was. It's just like lots of Brown and kind of brownie straps on top of that, but their makeup looked good. The set looked fantastic. It definitely had a little bit of like Klingon ship vibes for me because things seem to be kind of like glowing yellow and a little bit smoky. Mm-hmm. Um, So maybe the Paklids smoke detectors also were not working on their ship <laughs> because they
1: got the smoky look directly from a Klingon ship because that is their well, style.
0: That, yeah, that's true. That is true. So Riker's like, you know what, we're going to send Geordi over because um, Geordi's like, yeah, I'll go over there and kind of poke around and f- fix their thing. Seems like mm-hmm. they have some s- very simple fixes that need to get taken care of and then we can be on our way. And Worf immediately starts asking questions that I'm like, finally, Worf, you're acting like the head of effing security. Do we need to send our chief engineer over? Why don't we just send them the parts they need? And the information on how to do the repairs themselves. Like, these are some legit questions. Like, we haven't vetted this alien race at all. We have no idea who they are. And Riker is just, this is like the Riker hubris episode right here. He's like, it'll be fine. Everything's fine. Look at how dumb Mm -hmm. they are. It's like, ah, do not mistake, like, the slow speech pattern for stupidity or helplessness or anything. Like, Riker's just not ready to be a captain yet. (laughs) I'm sorry. He's just not ready to be (laughs) captain yet. (laughs) Or he could become a captain and
1: have some, uh, have some hard lessons learned like this, for example. But like, even, even still, I thought Worf asked some amazing questions and should we send our chief, even if they do need to send a person because the pack lids can't understand the information and install it themselves. Why would they send the chief engineer? They could send any engineer. They've got a whole science, like yep. swath of people on the ship. There's like a thousand people on the ship. why would they send their chief engineer? And then not only could they just send any engineer, they could send some instant engineers. They could also send like a team of engineers. So that way they get the repairs done in 10 seconds, like super fast. But instead they're like, yeah, you know, Riker's like, yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's fine. Yeah.
0: You know, and if they need some leadership, we'll just send Picard over. It's just like, no, buddy. Like, re- oh my God. You're so right. Yeah. Why not send a team? Cause they're like, Oh, by helping this package ship, it's taking us like far, far out of range from Picard. And that's a problem. Yeah, exactly. So why not expedite the repairs and just yep. be like, here, we're going to send like 10 people over. And honestly, if you're going to send one engineer over, that's going to get, you know, shot, send Sonia Gomez. She never appears ever again. Anyway, that could have been, that could have been her end story right there. I'm, I'm a little bit of a heartless bitch apparently, but (laughs) yeah, it would have been sad. She would have
1: just like annoyed the packlets to death. (laughs) They would have been like, take her
0: back, take her back now. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right. So it cuts to now we're aboard the shuttlecraft, and we learn that Picard has an artificial heart, but it's faulty and needs to be mm-hmm. replaced. And I know that Wesley is a child prodigy. I know that he's a child, but he's 16. He's not five. And he asks this question that really annoys me. He goes, why would they put in a faulty heart? It's like, okay, Wesley, <laughs> just <laughs> shut up and pilot this shuttle craft. Nobody would let me answer the question for you, Wesley. This is like this was this one really annoyed me, but it's like obviously nobody's going to put a faulty heart in it. became faulty after. Oh my god,
1: I was so annoyed. <laughs> you can't even finish the <laughs> sentence, you're so annoyed still. So, why didn't we just send Wesley right? Just send him to the pack woods, he'll take care of them. Um, yeah. that, that could be his Starfleet <laughs> training right there, yeah. So he, right. so, he asked this question, and I actually thought. That this scene, or not the whole part of them being in the shuttlecraft, was kind of set up so that we can see some more backstory on Picard. Because the last episode, um, in Icarus Factor, or whatever we did that episode, um, we got to see the behind the scenes like the backstory of Riker a little bit, we got to see the backstory of Pulaski a little bit, and so now totally. and we did get to see a little bit of, you know, Picard liking to ride horses and stuff. Um, and so in one of these episodes, I think in Pin Pals, and so. Now we get a little bit more of Picard's backstory. And I feel like that's kind of the point of this scene is to find out like, oh, like just who he is as a person. I do think that the whole fake heart thing is really stupid. Like just the stupidest trait. I don't know how you feel about it, but like what I'm just like, why would they, why would they create this scenario? He's got a fake heart. It's not a real heart. And, like in and the whole story of, oh, I got in a fight and then I got stabbed through the heart. So then I got my heart replaced. I don't know. I just, everything about, it, I'm like, I don't, this is just dumb. I don't like it. And then when this storyline comes back up again, yeah, I don't like it. I don't like it. It kind of reminds me of CSI, which is a show I love. One of the main guys in CSI, like the old school original CSI in Vegas. Um, At some point, he like starts to go deaf, like just because they just give him a hearing problem and then he starts to go deaf. But then he goes to the doctor and then he's not deaf. But they spend like six episodes of him, like not being able to hear and him having to read lips. And all this stuff. And then they're like, okay, his hearing's better now. So anyways, back to our crime scene. And I just felt like, what was that about? It just had nothing to do with anything. So that's how I feel about Picard's See, heart thing. I'm just not a fan of it.
0: I actually didn't have a problem with it at all. I'm so fascinated to hear you say that because I just bought it. I was like, okay, you have a fake heart. And later in the episode, we find out why. And we get a little bit more like depth into your backstory. And that's kind of cool. And um. And I thought the scene in the operating room where they, like, have the artificial heart in, like, this glass jar mm. with, like, blue liquid all over it. First of all, that artificial heart looked like something straight out of Tron. It was so cool. I was like, ooh, that looks amazing. But I totally bought it. I was like, all right, he has a fake heart. Okay. Like, I didn't really think,
1: yeah, I think anything dumb. of it. But I do, like, <laughs> I do like that we find out about Picard's personality as a young Starfleet cadet. But I don't like the heart thing. I think it's dumb. So, anywho, this is where we start that story, which I didn't even remember because I don't remember this episode at all. Um, And I do think I, I really liked, like, I like this the part where Wesley's like, I think you would make a good father. I thought that was really, really sweet. Like, what a sweet thing to say. And then it got weird. Then it was all like, you should have kids. Why don't you have kids? You don't have kids yet. Did you ever want kids? Where? Are you ki-? And then it was like, all right, okay, that's where the line just went ahead and got crossed.
0: Yes, I saw this and that made me so irritated. <laughs> and especially so because that same thing happened to me this Wasn't yesterday? week. It was <laughs> a couple days of days ago. ago and literally <laughs> a woman, I hardly know at all. Who's like an acquaintance of a family member's niece or something happened to be like, Oh, do you want kids? And full disclosure, I don't want kids. I've never wanted kids. I work with kids and I love doing it, but I I'm selfish and I want my me time. And I don't want, I just, I've never seen babies and been like, oh my God, one day, like never. So I'm like, yeah. And my husband and I both were like, sweet, no kids. Woo. Right. This woman proceeded to spend like five minutes on a tirade about what a mistake I'm making in my life, (laughs) how I'm going to regret it later and all this other shit. And I was like, will you get the fuck out of here with this? Mm -hmm. Like, I cannot believe you have the gall. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I was like, dear God. I, I was, I was so turned off yeah. by that. I was like, ugh. yeah. So that so lady was a when- pain,
1: but to be fair, Wesley was not that lady. He wasn't trying to be like, why don't you have kids? You're supposed to have kids. What kind of a captain are you? He was more just like, but I think you'd be good. Don't you like kids? Don't you want kids? You know, I think he was coming yeah. more from an innocent place than a, I'm telling you how to live your life place.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I think. Well, be, because of that, because of that interaction I had that this week, yeah. when I saw that, I was like Wesley, no! Like I was immediately like angry for Picard. I was like, you don't have to answer any of those questions, Jean Luc. Don't answer any of. <laughs> Just
1: ignore Turn him, and walk, walk back into walk your house five more feet away to another chair and keep reading your book.
0: <laughs> I, love that. I do love that in that moment when, when Wesley's like, but I think you'd have been a great dad immediately. He's like, I'm going to just switch seats. I'm like, move to the There's back of the three shuttle craft.
1: in the entire shuttle <laughs> <laughs> yeah. go One more seat. <laughs> you're like
0: <laughs> he, he literally did that thing when someone you don't like sits next to you on a plane and you move down like two seats. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Context clues
1: he keeps talking and it's like there's nowhere else for him to move. Come on, guys. Like, he doesn't want to have He's like, Enterprise, want to beam up. <laughs> <He's> <laughs> to one, get out of there. Mean, why did the Enterprise just drop them off? I don't understand why they had to take a shuttle for a six-hour flight. I feel like the Enterprise could have taken that trip in 10 minutes.
0: Yeah. Thank you. It was six hour flight on full impulse speed. Give me a break, go warp 2.5 and you can be there in like a second and drop them off and then be on your way, whatever, but whatever. We wouldn't have had this like backstory. (laughs) So whatever. Um, all right. So Jordy beams over to the Packlet ship and here's something that kind of caught my eye. The Packlet seemed genuinely startled at his appearance. And I'm like, didn't the Enterprise communicate that's like okay one to beam over like where this is chief o'brien keeps getting fucking shoehorned everywhere in season two and yet he's not here where we actually need him at his post to be like hey packlet ship one to beam over he's coming over right now jordy just appears and everybody's like ah right like they, get, they like freak out uh-huh. <laughs> jordy has to be like whoa whoa i'm just here to help <laughs> it was so weird to me and then they, yeah, so they all kind of me. like
1: circled on him And he was like, all right, Mm -hmm. okay, hey, hey, hey.
0: You know, I'm here to help.
1: Where's your problem? And they're like, oh, it's over here. And it's like, okay. So they go through this whole song and dance of all these things going wrong in the ship, thing after thing after thing. And so Geordi's taking longer and longer to repair it than anticipated. They thought it'd be a really quick repair. It's taking longer. It's going slower. And um, I think this is when Troy comes in, right? And she's just like, he's in great danger. Like the packlids are not, what, who they say they are like, they're, they're deceiving Mm -hmm. us. And Jordy is in great danger. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is like Troy's, you know, this is her superpower. This is like the one thing she can do since when people are in danger. And I felt like this was Guinan all over again with Q who where Guinan's like, Hey guys, you should get out of here. And they're like, eh, let's poke around. Oops. Now we met the Borg. You're just like, dude, like, this is her thing. Like, listen to her. And I felt like this with Troy, like, listen to Troy. Riker was so just like, all right, we'll keep our eyes open. What? He's in great danger. Get his bud back here. Like, they can figure it out. Tow
0: them to the shipyard. Like, again, this is Riker not being ready to be captain. Like, he's not really listening to his team. He's just all, you know, it's cocky fine. over here. It's fine. You know, <laughs> yes, when Deanna Troy storms onto the bridge and is like, you need to get him out right now. Even Data was like, well, Counselor Troy does possess this, like, mm-hmm. ability that we don't. She can, like, sense things that we can't. Mm-hmm. Number one, Worf's I told you so face is so fucking priceless.
1: <laughs> it's like, see?
0: I told you so. I told you so. And Think then. We
1: need to send our chief engineer. Why didn't we just yeah, send Sonia Gomez? Load, right. And nobody be worried right now. She's, like, She's
0: fine. Yes. And Riker's like. You know what? Let's just feel things out. Let's put a pin in this and just feel <laughs> things out. It's like horrible. Decision. No, Riker, that was the wrong move. Like I don't care if Troy stormed on the bridge and said you need to get him out of there, and you beamed him out, and turns out nothing was amiss. Mm-hmm. Then literally, you have lost nothing. No, You've and you just anything. you tractor beam that
1: ship, take him over to Starbase Five One Five, which is where you mm-hmm. should have been anyways. Tra- <laughs> <laughs> tractor them over to the starbase. They can get all the help they need at the starbase, and then they could peace out. Like this is not a distress signal. Like they're about to explode. This is like, Oh, we just don't know how to make our ship go. Well, we can let somebody else help you with that. Not the freaking flagship. Right. So anyways, and you know, I'm giving Sonia Gomez such a hard time, but actually really did like her. And and I am bummed that we didn't have a Latina, like stick along on the show. However, I'm surprised she didn't get shot in the first episode she was in. So yay her. (laughs) She made it to a second episode and she didn't get killed. So, you know,
0: yay for that. That is is a, Um, that is a step up. I gotta be honest. That is a step up for most of the minority Cast members 100%. on the ship. It's like, oh, here's a minority cast member. Oh, they just died in an electric field. Oh, there's another one. Oh, they got shot in the face by a fucking laser beam. Yeah. Like, oh, it's there's just, another
1: one. Uh... Oh, their ship exploded inexplicably. Yeah. <laughs> so sad. Um. So yeah. Anyways, so I was thinking, you know, so fast forward a little bit. Jordy ends up getting shot with his own phaser, which super sucks. Like, you get shot with your own phaser. And I was just thinking yep. to myself, wait a minute, how do the Paklids expect Jordy to play along? after kidnapping him, like what's their end game here? Like mm-hmm. you're going to do what I say or else we're going to kill you. And then wasn't the whole point of kidnapping him so he could do what you say. I don't know. It just seemed very circular to me, um, but I didn't anticipate yeah, but- that they would torture him until he like complied. And I thought, okay, I guess that makes well, more sense.
0: Yes. Well, I th- number one, since the- we see that the Paklids are not who they appear to be, they're very sneaky and underhanded, but they still are not very smart they maybe hadn't thought that whole plan through very well because <laughs> well, like yeah I mean, if you kill Jordy, sh- then you've
1: got nothing right if you kill Jordy, that was the whole point but their entire ship is mixed mashed with every kind of alien in the alpha quadrant so clearly this little technique of theirs this ruse is effective of kidnapping hmm. somebody and then like torturing them until they comply and I'm really surprised that the Romulans whip for this the Klingons whip for this I feel like they'd be like yeah. Florida battle did the let's shoot them out of the sky.
0: Thank you. Thank you. How the fuck did the Pakleds trick the Romulans into anything?
1: That is just... Not, how do okay. they trick the Romulans? How did they strong arm the Klingons? Like this yeah. is no, no sense that people would give into it, that those types of people would give in to the Pakleds, but the Federation, I could see exactly. them having all kinds of Federation people being yeah. like,
0: well, let's just be diplomatic. Like I could see that yeah. happening a lot, but
1: yeah, anyways.
0: Well, that, that moment... Stood out for me. Poor Jordy. Yeah, he gets shot with his own effing phaser and he keeps getting shot in the stomach. Poor thing. This whole episode. And I just thought to myself, when Jordy signed up for the Ab Blaster 2000, I don't think this is what he pictured in his mind. (laughs) He's like, I'm going to get fit. And then, you know poor jordy poor jordy just getting shot in the stomach left and right that guy's gonna be eating nothing but paste for like three weeks if he makes it a, <laughs> makes it back <laughs> just getting and
1: getting tossed around like a rag doll yes, too which we've seen poor oh, jordy God. do a couple times if it's not jordy, jordy. it's worth right those are the two guys yeah thrown around everybody else is like we're good yeah
0: <laughs> You know, I wonder if there's like a really good chiropractor aboard the Enterprise because these crewmen and women are just getting, for
1: some reason, they throw, (laughs) everybody on the ship wears multiple hats, even though there's like a thousand people, there's over a thousand people on the ship. It's probably only four people doing jobs. Yep. Yeah. There's
0: only really four people doing jobs. Everybody else are kids, I guess. All right. So we're back aboard the shuttlecraft and Picard and Wesley are having this super awkward conversation. And they're having tea Um,
1: service, which I was like, oh my gosh, the sandwiches have the crust cut off yes they have tea and I although oh, he's drinking okay. coffee from his tea mug and I was like what? yes that threw me off
0: from his bodum mug yes. Yeah. so last week or two weeks ago I did share um the link to like the bodum um mug that like that's the classic Picard mug and we actually did get some love on um, social media <laughs> about that which was pretty cool so I was thrilled to see that little mug again um On the shuttlecraft and proper sandwiches with the crust cut off, which immediately (laughs) made me want to like, I'm like, I'm such a tea person and such an afternoon tea person. Mm -hmm. I immediately was like, I need sandwiches and I need to bake some scones immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Like That's what I thought. I was like, hold that thought. You guys, I'll join you via my living room. Um, But they're having this like awkward conversation. And Picard is saying the reason he's going to Starbase 515 for this heart operation is because he doesn't want, he said he doesn't want like his guts to be the topic of Starfleet gossip. Mm -hmm. I was like, does HIPAA not exist in the 24th century?
1: Yeah, I don't
0: think so. I don't understand that at all.
1: Well, so my, so my my cousin explained this to me a little bit because he was in the military and he really loves this show because of its parallels with the military. So in the military, your privacy rights are very sketchy. Because your commanding officer needs to know your, like your status at all times. Like if there's Ah. a war, if there's a battle or whatever, they need to know, like, can I get this person back onto the front lines or like, when can I get them back on the front lines or what exactly is going on with them? Do I need to send Mm -hmm. them home? All of this stuff. So it's like your commanding Mm -hmm. officer can just hear stuff about your medical, like what's, what's relevant, of course, not just any old thing, but what's relevant. They can hear it, especially in war times at any point, because it's, it's like emergency information that you need. So I think that's kind of what we're seeing on the ship when it comes to, um, like health things, when Picard's there, he can hear anybody's business and whoever's in the room can hear it too. Or if they're doing it over the comms, whoever can hear the comms can hear everybody's business. But if you're in Pulaski's mm. office and it's just you guys, um, then it's a secret, but if anyone else comes in, so I feel like that's,
0: <laughs> and I think Picard, Chief O'Brien is poking around he is. like, Hey, what's going of on in here, guys? He <laughs> Cause he's got nothing else to do on the ship. Apparently. And, uh, well, he's clearly not at his post <laughs> telling the Packlids that Jordy was coming over. Yeah. So, so I'm annoyed I think by him, like
1: a little bit of, of looseness with medical stuff, but also he's just afraid of gossip in general. He's just afraid that people are going to know he has, he has a, a faulty heart and that somehow that makes him weak as a leader. So he just doesn't want anyone to know anything and for anything to slip out. So instead he has this cloud of mystery of like, I'm going to the starbase for unknown reasons that's just going to make people ask more questions but if you said oh
0: I have a procedure they'd be like oh, okay yeah good luck yep. exactly that was all, yeah no but he's but he's like you know he basically storms off the bridge going and I don't want anybody to talk about this mystery reason good day you're like oh <laughs> all right you just made that so much, so much worse for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do have this like opening up um, a conversation with Wesley and the captain. Um, and we learn that the reason he has an artificial heart at all is due to like his cockiness in his youth. And I love, I love the idea of Picard being like very cocky in his youth. Mm-hmm. So he was at this bar with his friends, like fresh out of the Academy, a trio of aliens called Nausikens came in kind of just like itching for a fight. Picard got into it with one of them. And then it became this like all out brawl. And one of them drew a knife and stabbed him through the back and pierced his heart. Mm -hmm. And if he hadn't been close to some medical facility, he would have died. Um, And I love that Wesley's over there eating his crustless sandwiches, just, loving Mm the story and just like his mind is being blown at like how picard could make such like a fatal error Mm -hmm. in his youth and i love how like by the end of that story like picard and wesley's relationship seems to have like leveled up a little bit i was like you know picard kind of does the like have another sandwich go go ahead go ahead Mm -hmm. it was a little bit like my hispanic family when they're like hello you look hungry let me put some food in front of you Mm -hmm. which you know i love because I'm never not hungry. (laughs) So (laughs) when he offered him a little bit more sandwich, I thought that was such a familial thing to do where it's like eat, 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 eat some more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was really cute. What did you think about that conversation?
1: Yeah. I thought it was, I, I, like I said, I think the fact that he has an artificial heart is lame, but I do like the story. And then later on, we're going to actually see this memory kind of play out. And so I do Mm -hmm. like the story. I do like the idea that Picard was a totally different person when he was younger, which makes all the sense in the world. Like that's why he is the man he is today. And, um, you know, Wesley asked him, were you always this disciplined? Were you always like, so like perfect at everything basically. And he's just like, no, I totally wasn't. I was like crazy. I was wild. I was partying Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. And that's, he learned all these hard lessons and even said that to, to Wesley, he said, this was a really hard, really painful lesson for me to learn And I hope you don't have to learn that lesson in the same way, which is like, can you ever imagine Wesley getting in a bar fight? No. But can you ever imagine (laughs) Picard getting in a bar fight either? So it's kind of.
0: Uh, See, I can though. I can see, I could see Wesley being like, Sorry, sorry, I didn't mean anything by it, but I could see Picard being like, "You heard me." <laughs> That's you know he's he's very principled and he's very has very strong convictions. So when he decides to be an asshole, he's going full asshole. <laughs> yeah, <he's gotta laughs> like right. he doesn't, he literally doesn't half ass even being an asshole. Okay, like he just goes, he goes yeah. right into it. Um, so I could see him getting like all uppity with these Nausikains and the the story character wise added depth and. It aligned with the Picard that at least I know that mm-hmm. I feel like I know where I was like yeah I could I could see you like getting all uppity and getting in someone's face about some principle and like having this consequence. Um, so okay, now it kind of cuts back to the Pakled ship, and Jordy comes to poor guy was knocked unconscious. Oh my god, and finds that the Pakleds have replicated his phasers, so now they all are pointing a phaser at him.
1: So unfortunate. And why did they have weapons before from any of the other? Well, whatever. The point is they all, <laughs> whatever, whatever with that. But the point is they all replicated Jordy's phaser. Apparently they didn't have a single weapon before Jordy came on the ship. And it's like, uh oh, I'm, I've made a huge mistake.
0: <laughs> yes, it is. I've like made a huge mistake. And they're like, you will make us strong and give us more weapons. And he's like, shit. Now we kind of go back to the bridge. And Riker is finally using his t- crew, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Troy, what do the Packlids want?" And she gives him the most "I told you so" face. Also, and she's like, "Oh, now you're gonna listen to right, me, okay, right. okay." As if it even matters she, now. Exactly, and I love that Troy gives him this like hard face look, like a real bitchy face. And she goes, "They have what they want for now." And it's like, see, Riker, you fucked up bad. You, you fucked it up bad, buddy. You kind of shit the bed a little bit on this one. Mm-hmm. You didn't listen to your crew at all, who raised legitimate concerns multiple <laughs> and times. Now by the way, yes. And when Riker discovers that, you know, when he, well, he sees on the view screen that they shoot Geordie and they're like, we're not going to let him go. Riker's answer to everything is just yelling. <laughs> he just keeps yelling and yelling at the Packlets. And the Packlets are like, we are not, we don't care if you yell. Mm-hmm. We want things mm-hmm. to make us go. And it's like, and I love that Riker goes, stop it, stop it. Like, he just screaming. Like, again, how's that going for you, Riker? Not so hot. Not so hot.
1: Lower your shields. Do it right now. Give him back. Um, No. Dang. Okay, well, I'm all out of ideas. Troy, you got some options? Options? Yeah. yeah. I wish we had Wesley here. He would figure something out. Yep. Exactly.
0: And and Wharf and Troyer in the back being like, see, I fucking told he should have listened to I know he shouldn't. I, I tried to tell him. I tried. This, like, this is a worded that.
1: letter to HR. This moment, right
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> which because there's no privacy, is going to be broadcast for the entire ship.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Everyone true. will know their business. True. Very true. Um, so, Picard and Wesley finally arrive at the Starbase,
1: which looks so cool. Oh my god, it did look
0: cool, right? It's on a planet. I keep thinking Starbases have to be like little, like Deep Space Nine, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what I. And I was like, oh, oh god, they're on a planet. Okay, and I didn't remember the Starbase at all. And when I saw it, I was like, wow the the whoever does the like graphic design or the visual effects did a fabulous job making this look like a very futuristic little star base and like had these really cool buildings and things. And I was like, this is really, really neat. It was beautiful. It was was beautifully rendered.
1: It was so cool. I was like, Oh, this looks amazing. And so futuristic. I loved it. Yes.
0: Yes. Um, And Picard goes under the knife. Mm-hmm. and oh my God, I want to hear your thoughts about those surgeon costumes. Cause I thought they were amazing. was like red loved
1: them so much. The only thing, so I used to work at a hospital as an infection preventionist, which is exactly what it sounds like. And I thought to myself, Charisse,
0: Charisse is the person you want on your team when the zombie apocalypse hits because she's that person. Yes. That's if, who she is. If
1: the zombie apocalypse happens because of a viral infection, I got you. I totally get yes. you. If it's some genetic yep. mutation, you're screwed. Um, but anywho. So I first of all, the red was I loved it. And the red gloves, I was like, I've never seen red gloves because those were rubber gloves, but like that that like blood red color looked so cool. That's what I
0: thought. So I was cool. like, where would they have gotten like red latex gloves from? I no idea probably.
1: Um Probably, but, but I'm
0: sorry, you were saying, you were saying you used to work in a hospital.
1: Yeah. And so the only thing I thought was as I was seeing these amazing like outfits and they were covered head to toe and their hair was covered, which is, which is appropriate in a hospital setting to cover your hair. So you don't get hair inside the patient's open wound. I was like, where are their face shields and where are their masks? That's the only thing I thought. And I was like, man, I guess they didn't have a, like, they probably didn't have a surgical consultant for this scene or, or. They didn't want to cover up the actor's faces because they're acting and you want to see their faces so they can be like, I was in Star Trek. See, that one's me. Um, But that was Mm. the only thing I thought is I was like, I love how they're covering every part of their body because that's what you need to do in surgery. And their mouth needs to be covered because that's probably the most important Mm. part because when they're talking and stuff, more than their feet being covered, their mouth needs to be covered. So their germs aren't getting in these open cavities. And then also their eyes need to be covered for any splashback and lasers and stuff like that. But um, besides that, yeah, the costumes were sick. They were so amazing.
0: I know. When, when I saw those, like, for lack of a better term, like, OR scrubs, I was like, oh, my God. Like, not the material itself looked, like, stiff and, like, held its shape. And those headpieces were super – I mean, we're geeking out for a really long time about these red operating room mm-hmm. <clears throat> scrubs. But they were – super, super cool. And I wish we could see them again, um, another time. And I don't remember if we ever do, but that would be a really cool kind of like deep dive cosplay to be like one of the surgeons. That
1: actually would be <laughs> I cool. would,
0: I would love to see that right. In like just this team episode, of surgeons.
1: I would love to see that too, or wear that. Cause I think it was beautiful in the next episode. Mm-hmm. We do see some, maybe they're medical professionals, maybe they're scientists, not totally sure wearing almost the exact same outfit, but it's all in black because they're doing it for nefarious purposes. <laughs> so Ooh. that's kind of like a Star Trek trope. They were all black. That's how you know that the bad guy. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, I, I I don't remember seeing this before because I don't remember this episode, but yeah, it was very cool. So he goes under the knife yeah. and we've got these giant lasers doing whatever the lasers do. And we've got the surgeon being like, all right, everybody, here's what I'm going to do. It's going to be a piece of cake, routine procedure. Um, we'll be Home in and by out. Dinner time. Yeah. It's going to be super easy. And I just thought, oh, this is, this is setting us up for something bad to happen here. <laughs> yeah.
0: like He's like, you know what, all actually, over.
1: it'll be fine. Actually, it'll be fine. This is,
0: yeah, this is such a walk in the park. Let's order some like noodles and just <laughs> eat while we work too. You know, like it was just, it was, again, this is like the hubris episode where people are like, everything's under control. It's fine. It's fine. Until it's not. And then you're like, oh, now I don't know what to do. Yeah. So, Picard goes under the knife. It's a very cool laser knife. Mm -hmm. And we pop back to the Paklets and it turns out that they are a very simple species, but they don't want to wait for their species' natural evolution. So they have this ruse where they appear helpless and then basically just steal technology that they want from other races. And what they want is the Enterprise's um, main computer like to be downloaded onto their ship, Mm -hmm. which I thought just the, the the sheer amount of data that the enterprise main computer houses mm-hmm. will probably just make your ship explode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> your ship is barely being held together by like scotch tape. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I don't know if you can well, handle I mean, all they, this data, what but they whatever. Found out, what
1: data found out was that their entire ship is actually amazing. Like it's all state of the art because it's like got all this technology and that all the stuff that was falling oh, apart right. was like a pre-scheduled, um, Scientific thing where they were able to like make all the the things happen all at once to make Jordy stay longer. So yeah, but I agree. I think downloading the entire enterprise database would not. They wouldn't be able to make sense of the data. They'd have to kidnap somebody else to explain the data. Like it just, uh, it just doesn't make sense. But whatever they want, you're you're right. And they're gonna hold Jordy hostage and they keep shooting Jordy to be like, do what I want, Yeah. Ah, do what I want, Ah." And I'm like, oh my gosh, like,
0: yeah. (laughs) He's getting ab blasted 2300 yeah, and it's fucking from, horrible. He went
1: from a kidnap victim to now a hostage um, to a
0: torture victim. Yeah.
1: Poor Jordy, poor Jordy. So, <sighs> um, so we have them saying, okay, now what do we do? How, how do we mm-hmm. address this? Because Worf's first thought was like, you know, let's just shoot him. Cause you know, it's Worf. Let's just shoot them. And then Riker's like, yeah, but that could hurt Jordy. And Worf's like, I agree. Like it could hurt Jordy. Like, yeah, there's no way for you to shoot the pack lids without also injuring Jordi. So they're like, what do we do? Do we just give in to them? Like, well, that's not an option. So this is like one of those. One of the things I actually do really enjoy about the show is this moment right here when they're between a rock and a hard place. And I can't mm-hmm. guess how they're going to fix it.
0: Yes. Yes. Because when you know that it's like, it, it, you know, that it's an engineering issue. Then it's like okay, Jordy's going to figure it out in the nick of time, and you'll be fine. Mm-hmm. But something like this, you're like, oh, what do you do? Like how how can you get out of this? And especially if you don't remember this episode, you really don't know how to get out of it because <laughs> exactly. you don't remember the ending. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you're like, oh, I I can't see my way out of this one. Um, which is pretty cool. I mean, and that is good. That is, I think, a sign of good writing where even the audience is like, God, I don't know how you're going to do this. But um, they decide, and this. Makes me so irritated. They decide to do this ruse and try to kind of clue Jordy in, because they're like, "Jordy, I guess we're just gonna have to let you go with the pack lids. We'll miss you. uh We'll miss you and your like advanced weapons knowledge and hydrogen something." And then Worf is like, "I shall miss you, Jordy. You will never reach the twenty fourth level of aware or whatever." Mm-hmm. And Jordy's like, "Uh huh." okay. Um, <laughs> all right. And I'm like, okay, I get that you're trying to like outsmart <clears throat> the pack lids, but also as someone who has been on the receiving end of like some very cryptic messages, I'm like, what does it mean? What does it just tell me? Oh, yeah. I was like, my, my very survival counts on this. And you're telling me over here that like the 24th level of awareness for Klingons is blah, blah, blah. And I'm supposed to piece together. And, and here's what, here's what actually really annoys me about this part of the episode is that they never show what all those clues like put together meant, right, you know right, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Jordy, I was hoping he would beam back and be like, "Aha!" Once I heard the twenty-four thing and the hydrogen thing, I put two and two together, and then I figured out that you wanted me to release twenty-four megatons of wh- whatever, yeah. right? Like, give me, give me like an explanation. Yeah,
1: they still just—they just- still left it pretty vague. Like they didn't—they didn't explicitly say, but they said his advanced knowledge of photon torpedoes and the photons can be armed. So they were telling him yeah. to arm the photons and then disarm them. And then the 24th level was 24 second countdown, which they could hear because oh, that's true. Because they had the view screen for some reason, the view screen into the packlet ship can, can follow the packlets all around their ship, which is so bizarre. <laughs> I was just like, what is <laughs> like that for me? I was like, what, what, <laughs> like, how could this, how can their view screen just like be anywhere in the <laughs> <laughs> like wherever Jordy is, the view screen's there. I don't get it. Yeah, that, but okay. It's got facial.
0: It's got facial recognition <laughs> tracking. Is what it's got. Their ship really <laughs> is more advanced than the Enterprise. I guess. Seriously. Yeah. Wherever Jordy is, the view. That's where the screen see. is. Yeah. I was like, it
1: makes sense for the camera to be able to see that for us as the audience to see it, but for the view screen for the Enterprise to see it, they should only see one view just of the bridge, and that's it. Or not like. Mm-hmm. the engineering. And when Jordy's on the floor and everywhere he goes, they can see exactly what's <laughs> going on. I thought that was kind of weird, but anyways, yeah, it would have been nice if they kind of explicitly said it or if the clues were less um, obtuse. I don't even mm-hmm. know if that's the right word, but yeah, if they were less like just, yes, just vague or a little more specific, just a little, whatever, yeah, It's just a
0: little murky, well, yeah. even shorter.
1: Right. Cause I feel like they took a long time to give all these clues. Multiple people chimed in with, Yes, Jordy. I will miss you because of this. Oh, and Jordy, I will also this. And Jordy, like I felt like it was very long mm-hmm. and a lot of clues for them to just like be like, "Okay, well, I guess you just got the message." Okay. Like, I don't know. It was weird.
0: Yeah, it was it was very long and it did feel a little drawn out and like, okay. And I'm just picturing there's like one person at the back of the bridge at the science station, who's like, wait, I'm not getting to say goodbye and is not in on the ruse. they like, Jordy, I'll miss you. And they're like, shut up, dude. Get back to work over there. Like,
1: I'll miss the three times we hung out. Okay. Now three yeah. or something. What is that one?
0: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Riker gives him the death stare as soon as they cut off communication. So they start this long countdown and Jordy then does this whole ruse where he's like, Oh my God, my friends, they're going to kill me. I'm on your side now. Like, hold on a second. Let me like make sure everything is like looking good for the photon torpedoes. And so, and the, and the enterprise releases this like cool kind of pyrotechnic display from Mm -hmm. their red, the part in front of the um, nacelles, which I don't know what that's called, but
1: kind of like that area.
0: Something. Yeah. So some pyrotechnic display comes out and it, like the Jordy disarms a photon torpedo just in time, and the Paclids see this like colorful gas coming from the Enterprise, and somehow they've realized that they've been outmaneuvered by the Enterprise, so they're well, just going to release Jordy. It.
1: Jordy's like, "Oh no!" Because they've released the I forget what they called what they called it. It was just hydrogen particles, but whatever they called it. Yeah, they've released the deadly red cloud of blah blah blah. Now your now your photons won't work, and now you know. They're going to destroy us. Because remember, he was telling them, like, oh, they're going to destroy us. They're going to destroy us. And the packlets were like, Ah. we have to shoot first. We have to shoot first. And Jordy's like, well, let me make sure that our photons are working. Oh, no. The red cloud has come upon us. Our photons no longer Mm. work. Now they're going to destroy us. And so the packlets were like, fine. You win.
0: (laughs) You can take him back. glad that you were here to explain that because I missed that bit. I was just like, oh, so the game is just all of a sudden (laughs) over? They're like, well... You guys are smarter than us, so here, take your guy back. Like,
1: <laughs> right after all this time like, of that shooting doesn't... him multiple times to not give him back. Poor, yeah. So poor that's, that's what happened, and they beam Jordy back. But the problem that I have, like, I'm cool with all of that. The problem that I have is when they're like, "Well, we got Jordy back. Let's head back to the star base. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What are we doing about these pack lids? These are basically yeah. like space pirates. <laughs> Don't just let them go. Yeah, let them go. They literally just kidnapped and tortured Jordy. They have no repercussions nothing happens to these people. They're just going to wait for the next Starfleet vessel to roll along and do the same thing. And by the way, right. why the F did you give them photon torpedoes? You did not need to give them arms. Like they already got all yep. of Jordy's phasers, but that can only yep. work if they're in close proximity. Now you've given them photons that they'll kidnap somebody to teach them how to use them. Like that part bothered me. I was like, I would like some closure on this ship. I don't want them floating around in space anymore can you take them back to their people and punish them or
0: just throw them in the brig something tow them to starbase 515 where you need to get to at maximum warp or whatever like that ship looks tiny i'm sure it could fit into some sort of cargo bay or something (laughs) like tow them in lock them up and keep it moving put them in the brig and just keep it moving Mm -hmm. yeah so here's the problem they do need to rush over to starbase 515 because picard is having like cascade failure Mm-hmm. Essentially, on this operating table. So it's just one thing is going wrong after the other, after the other. And then, you know, Dr. Know It All over here is suddenly starting to sweat under his little like red hat and be like, oh, <laughs> things are not looking so good. <laughs> yes. So they say, okay, we need to find like a specialist. And one of the doctors is like, I know, I know a guy, essentially. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah. I know someone. Mm-hmm. Um, so the enterprise, once they get Jordy back, is like, Picard is close to death. Thanks for broadcasting that, everyone. Um, we need to get to Starbase 515. So they rush over there. And the next shot is Picard coming to only to find Dr. Pulaski is the one who saved his life. Right. And I gotta say he's the only
1: one qualified to do this. So I thought, yes, what? Well, wait, why didn't he have a surgeon who was qualified to handle complications at the Starbase? Maybe it was just too much of an emergency thing and he put it off for too long and they had to settle with what they had. And if it had been routine, it would have been fine. But I was just yeah. kind of like, "Wait, Pulaski's the best person for the job." So this was like a big
0: waste of time. You could have totally just stayed on the ship. Yes, and I thought she was an expert in viral propagation. So she's also an expert in like artificial heart. Well, trans. Oh. that
1: Troy's also an expert in linguistics. Yes, <laughs> just <Yeah>. Like <laughs> for the narration purposes, it 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 works, and I think it did work. I, I bought that, but um, okay, I, yeah, I bought that. But like the thing that would be really scary, I'm thinking, is that they're hearing we got to get back to Starbase 515 because Picard's near death. Keep in mind, no one knows why Picard went to the Starbase except for Pulaski. So Mm -hmm. all they know is he was he was accompanying Wesley onto the planet for some unknown reason. And now he's about to die. Like that should be really scary and make no sense to anybody.
0: Yep. Yes. There should have been a whole lot of what? Wait, what? By the crew members.
1: What's going on? Are the yeah. Somebody tell me something. Yeah. He's <laughs> shooting him in the heart over and over and over.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Well, so I, you know what? I think all of those concerns are totally valid. Um, here's something that I love. And I was like, Oh man, one day Pulaski says you'll be out of recovery in four hours. And I was like, you've just had open heart surgery and you will be out of recovery in four hours. This is so 24th century, like delicious for me. I was like, Oh,
1: one day, you know, one yeah. day and his will have something like this. Apparently the thing on his forehead and you just take it off and poof, you're awake. Yeah. That's kind of nice. Like no injection. Yep. No shot. I mean, there were giant laser beams, but I'll take a laser beam any day over, um, having an actual injection. Right.
0: Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Which, by the way, when they put that little neural transmitter on him to put him to sleep, I'm backing up quite a ways because that's earlier in the episode. Did you notice that doctor just like slapped it on his head, (laughs) like kind of (laughs) hard? He just
1: smacked it right on his head. I was like, oh, even still, I'll take a a head smack over an injection or multiple injections or all the other (laughs) things you have to do when people go into surgery. He just got to lay down on a comfy bed and you know get a little head slap and poof, he's out. (laughs) <laughs> so, i kind of like that technology i thought that was neat
0: <laughs> yeah that is true so next thing we see picard is fine and steps onto the bridge and everyone starts to applaud which he's like excuse me and kind of nips it in the bud and i thought why would you applaud that doesn't mean i i thought they'd be like oh my god captain picard you're fine oh thank god you know but like applause like did he just do something i like, mean they do that in if i'm thinking what? about
1: like that made me picture like football When someone gets hurt and they get sacked and then everybody's like, "Uh Oh, and then all the players take a knee and they're like, we really hope that guy's okay. And then he like gets up and limps off the field and then everybody applauds. They're like, Oh, we're so glad you're okay. That's like the, the group signal Mm. of we're so glad you're okay without the hugging. And you know, it's a COVID friendly way to say, we're so glad you're okay. Um, (laughs) but Picard responds to their concern with snapping at them because he didn't want anyone to know in the first place. And now everyone knows. So his little plan blew up in his face um, mm-hmm. and so he's just like, yeah, he's told, excuse me. And I was waiting for, for Riker to play it off and be like, oh no, we were actually applauding for Wesley. We were happy that he got into, like, I thought he was going to play it off or something, but he did it. Um, nobody knew that. And then Picard's just like, Wesley got in. So on to what we were doing before. And it's just like, okay. And I was just like, question. And the pack lids, anybody, anybody, did we uh, no? Thank you.
0: Okay. Also, when Picard nips the applause in the bud, which. Still the applause doesn't make a lot of sense to me but whatever. Uh again there's no like hey you seem to have had some adventures and so have we let me fill you in. Mm-hmm. They're like on to the next starbase do 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 like there they went. <laughs> I was like wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> While well, they write their just logs, got fucking you know? kidnapped and <laughs> tortured, I didn't listen to Troy or wharf like multiple things need to be discussed and debriefed. Yeah. Like number one, really may I see day. you in my ready room, please? Because I have been reading the reports of what just happened. Yeah. Also, why don't you have the pack lids in, like, in custody? custody yeah. What is going on in here? I'm so glad that pips. Riker, yeah, <laughs> just unceremoniously rip one of the pips off of his, <laughs> off of his collar. You're demoted, sir. <laughs> Well, so that, again, that's like where the episode ends. And yeah, I was like, question mark, question mark. There's kind of a lot that needs to be kind of talked about, which I, is, I mean, I we, want, we just had a whole lot happen. I want a, where are they now? Not a whole episode
1: because packlets are the worst, but I do want to know just like, <laughs> just the next part. Like, just, I just want to know they came to justice or something. And then yes. that would make me feel like this episode was complete, but
0: oh, well, yes. we just got to
1: live with the mystery.
0: I guess so. I guess so. Well, Sharice, do you have any final thoughts on this episode before we wrap up this garbage pile?
1: Yeah. You know what? I didn't hate this episode and I didn't love this episode. Again, it just felt very meh to me. Um, There were parts of it that I thought were super cool and then parts of it that didn't make any sense to me. But I do feel like this was a solid season two episode.
0: You know what? I agree. I think if this episode were in like season three and up, it would be like, what the hell is this? Mm-hmm. But being that it's season two, it's like, okay. Um, so maybe garbage pile isn't quite fair, but <laughs> yeah, definitely not one of my favorites. I am not keen to like return to the Packlet episode, <clears throat> but we did get to see a new alien race with mm-hmm. very cool alien makeup. They did at uh, Michael Westmore did an absolutely tremendous job. Yeah, he's genius. Um, yeah, absolutely. and, making them look like the Tweedledum Tweedledee from your inspiration was, was just awesome. And I thought that was a great inspirational, like point to jump off of to create these aliens. Cause they do just look like dumb and helpless and you, and they conveyed that beautifully. Yeah. It is um, a little
1: unfortunate that we're, we're connecting like dumb with Portly. That is a little unfortunate, but you know what? That's, ex- that's exactly the, the inspiration he took was that exact thing. Right, was Tweedledee and Tweedledum. Like, that wasn't his idea. It wasn't his original thought. It was just his inspiration. So that's a little unfortunate. Um, Yep, yeah, we still got some issues going on in the show, but whatever, we got a cool alien. Yeah,
0: yeah. We haven't ironed out all the wrinkles yet, but things will definitely get better. Uh Next week, Sharice, we are reviewing season two, episode 18, entitled Up the Long Ladder. I love geeking out with you. Thank you for just... Thanks for hanging out with us. An hour with be me to join just the being a nerd up, about TNG. Tngpodcastlove dot com. Let's <laughs> <to> do it again first. You know when we do our live shows. <laughs> Sounds like a plan. Thanks for hanging effort. with us, everybody. We'll see, we'll you, see next
1: you next time. week. Bye.